Shalom and welcome to the Heart of Messiah radio broadcast. My name is Steve Weiler and I'm the lead rabbi of Sharesh David Messianic Synagogues. Currently, we are serving in Wesley Chapel, Tampa, St. Pete, and our newest location, South Bay in Riverview, along with Conexion, our Spanish-speaking congregation in Tampa. We're honored to serve the listening audience of AM 570 and 910 WTBN, Tampa Bay's Faith Talk. Let's pray. Abba, Father, we love you. We praise you. We worship you and magnify your holy name. You are a great God and worthy to be praised. And Lord, as we close these high holy days, these appointed times. Lord, I pray that we truly will be refreshed and renewed and revived and that you will touch our hearts so that day by day we will be able to live in excellence before you. So, Father, I pray for this radio broadcast that it would bring glory to you, that it would touch the hearts of people, and that we would see your work being done in our midst. So we bless you and thank you. In the name of Yeshua, amen. And so we're almost completed with Sukkot. Tonight begins the last day of Sukkot called Shimini Atzeret, which means the eighth day. And as we read Leviticus twenty-three thirty-six, it says, For seven days you are to bring an offering by fire to Adonai. The eighth day will be a holy convocation to you, and you are to bring an offering by fire to Adonai. It is a solemn assembly. You shall do no laborious work. So we seek to keep these holy days, and we're going to have a solemn, well, maybe it's not going to be too solemn, but it's going to be an assembly. It's to celebrate the eighth day. It's at Sharesh David this evening at 7 p.m. Why don't you join us and bring some Jewish friends, neighbors along with you? This is really your last special service. I mean, you can come any Friday night and Saturday morning. But uh, this is our last special service we're having. We're combining the celebration of the eighth day, which I just read and obviously is biblical, with a traditional holiday called Simcha Torah, which means the joy of God's word, the joy of the law. In many ways, you can look at it. So we're going to read from the end of Deuteronomy Uh, And the beginning of Genesis in our service, we're going to process the Torah, uh, which is the the scrolls, around the sanctuary at least seven times, uh, allowing each person to get to hold and process the Torah. 
It's a great time of fun. Uh, it can be a little zany, but um, we are giving the praise and, and the glory to the Lord. It's a great time for kids as well as adults. So, as I said, come. It's 7 o'clock this evening. Um, our address is 4320 Bay to Bay Boulevard. We're sort of the corner of Manhattan and, and uh, Bay to Bay in South Tampa. And we'd love to see you. I'd love to meet you. Uh, it's always a joy to meet people from the radio audience that I haven't met before. As a personal spiritual review, these appointed times could represent very much our daily lives or the way our daily lives should be with the Lord. So let me go over this again. And uh, if you remember the R's that I taught on, you know, the R-E's actually, which is that each word uh, begins with the letters R-E. So for Rosh Hashanah, we have reflect, recognize our sins, and repent of our sins. And so these are three things that we need to do, and we should do this every day before the Lord, right? Reflect, get quiet before the Lord, recognize our sins, secondly, and repent of our sins, third. Then Yom Kippur is where we receive redemption as a sign, uh, as our sins are forgiven, right? We're reconciled to God and to man, and we receive God's love and mercy. Now, notice Yom Kippur is nothing that we do. This is what some. This is what happens to us after we do the reflecting, recognizing, repenting. Right? We are redeemed. We are reconciled, and we do receive. Right? We receive God's love and mercy. We're reconciled to God and man. Yes. Now the third holy day or appointed time is Sukkot. Again, it's back to what we're going to do. We need to rejoice in the Lord. We need to remember what the Lord has done. And we need to retell about the wonderful love that the Lord has given us. So that's rejoice in the Lord, remember the Lord, and retell about what he has done. Give testimony, right? And the results of doing that. And by the way, uh, our quiet time, again, should be very similar to this. We should be rejoicing. We should be remembering. And in a sense, we should be reclaiming or re-speaking about God's love for us. The results of this is that we are renewed, we are refreshed, and we are revived. And that's the way it should be after our quiet time. We should get up from our quiet time and say, wow, thank you, Lord. Right? Now, Let's also review the fall-appointed times from a prophetic point of view. So Rosh Hashanah, which you remember is not the biblical name. The biblical name is Yom Teruah, which is the day of the blowing. And we are going to remember the prophetic sense of Rosh Hashanah uh, by reading two scriptures, because these are the scriptures that describe the greatest shofar blast which is yet to come right matthew 24:30 then the sign of the son of man 
will appear in heaven. And then all the tribes of the land will mourn, and they will see the Son of Man coming on the clouds of heaven with power and great glory. He will send out his angels with a great shofar, and they will gather together his chosen from the four winds, from one end of heaven to the other. Yeah, that is an amazing time, right? And the other verse, which I'm sure you're all familiar with in First Thessalonians 4, 16, 18, I again believe that this is a Rosh Hashanah prophetic verse. It says in verse 16, For the Lord himself shall come down from heaven with a commanding shout, with the voice of the archangel and the blast of God's shofar. And the dead in Messiah shall rise first. Then we who are alive, who are left behind, will be caught up together with them in the clouds to meet the Lord in the air, and so we shall always be with the Lord. Therefore, encourage one another with these words. I pray that you are encouraged today as you hear God's words speaking into your heart. Now, not only does Rosh Hashanah have a prophetic uh, understanding, but Yom Kippur, because this is the Day of Atonement. And we know that our atonement is in Yeshua. Yeshua, in a sense, reaches backwards and in the present and forwards so that every person who has ever existed really has the opportunity to repent before God and confess Yeshua as Lord and be saved. And I believe that's an awesome thing. You have the opportunity, for those of you out in Radio Land who haven't done this, today is the day of salvation, yes? In fact, if you do this today where you receive Yeshua as your personal Messiah, would you email me at rabbi at heartofmessiah.org. Had to think of that email address for a second. Rabbi at heartofmessiah.org. I want to hear that you have your sins atoned for. The beautiful thing about the Day of Atonement is that I believe that after Rosh Hashanah, where the, the shofar or the trumpets were sounded, God gives the people one more chance, one more chance. And then finally, what happens in the third holy day, the third appointed time? Sukkot. Prophetically, Sukkot points us to a time when God will dwell with us, dwell with us in the air, dwell with us in the holy city, Jerusalem, Jerusalem. It's going to be an exciting, exciting time. We will be with the Lord forever. So Sukkot is all about tabernacling together, and that's what Yeshua is going to do with us. So we see that there are many understandings in the future of Sukkot. I'm going to even look at some others. You know, in Zechariah 8.3, it says, Thus says Adonai, I will return to Zion and dwell in the midst of Jerusalem. Then Jerusalem will be called the city of truth, and the mountain of the Lord of hosts will be called the holy mountain. And I believe this is talking about that future time when he returns. Imagine what it's going to be like when he sets up his throne and all 
the people who believe in him stream towards him. Zechariah 14, 8, 9, moreover, in that day, living waters will flow from Jerusalem. Absolutely. Yeshua is going to be there and living water will flow from him. Half toward the Eastern Sea and half toward the Western Sea, both in the summer and in the winter. And I love this verse in number nine. Adonai will then be king over all the earth. In that day, the Lord will be one and his name one. Uh, And this scripture is said all throughout the appointed times, even in the synagogues where Yeshua is not the Messiah. They just don't see it. Uh, they, They say it, but they don't see it, if that makes any sense. You know... We need to be commanded to be joyful. Then there will be no holding back. God, God says that we are to be joyful at this time. You know, our bodies are temporary structures like the booths at Sukkot. A day is coming when we will be given new bodies. We will, be, we will realize eternity and the Lord will be with us always. Revelation 7.17 says, For the Lamb in the midst of the throne shall shepherd them and guide them to spring of living water, and God shall wipe away every tear from their eyes. You know, Sukkot is a special, special holy day. It's a special appointed time. Why? Well, this is one of the times where everybody is supposed to the men are supposed to go to Jerusalem. And we see here in Zechariah fourteen sixteen, uh, and I believe this is after the great war, so to speak, or Armageddon, it says this, Then all the survivors from all the nations that attacked Jerusalem will go up from year to year to worship the king, the Lord of hosts, and to celebrate Sukkot, or the Feast of Tabernacles. Furthermore, if any of the nations on earth do not go up to Jerusalem to worship the king, uh, the Lord of hosts, they will have no rain. If the Egyptians do not go up and celebrate, they will have no rain. Instead, there will be the plague that the Lord will inflict on the nations that do not go up to celebrate Sukkot. This will be the punishment of Egypt and the punishment of all the nations that do not go up to celebrate Sukkot. So Sukkot is special in the Feast of Booths or the Feast of Tabernacles. It's special because not only will we be doing it in the future, the whole world together, but God says that we will be going up to Jerusalem, and those who don't, they'll they'll be a plague. Now, let me tell you, the the result, which we're going to talk about in a moment, of these three holy days should be to rejoice. But before we talk about rejoicing, let me just mention a couple things uh, of current <laughs> current culture, shall we call it, right? Because we're going to need revival in our life. We're going to need rejoicing in our life. If you're following this election cycle at all, it's probably driving you crazy. But I'm going to give you a couple opportunities today to understand the elections differently and still rejoice, okay? (laughs) 
We might have to spill over into next week for this, but let's get started. So some of you might think this is an oversimplification, but I would suggest to you that this will help you make more biblically-based decisions for our elections. Now, first, I have a website for you to go to, and if you don't get a copy of this down, you can always email me or call, and I'll be happy to send out the link to this website. This is a website where you fill in what you believe, okay? This is like a test, right? (laughs) And it will tell you which candidate is closest to your beliefs. How do you like that? Is that cool? Okay, so the website is called isidewith.com. And then once you get there, you hit the elections and you hit the 2016 presidential quiz. Okay, let me say it again. It's www.isidewith.com. So it it is so cool. Um, I've got to tell you that uh, the first time I took it, I had a 78% agreement with the person that I'm supposed to vote for. This last time I took it, I had a 95% agreement. I'm not sure who changed, if they changed or I changed. But um, it is very, very interesting. Now, the second thing, if you've been following these programs, you know that I've done some research on the Democratic and Republican platforms to find out, okay, let's forget all the garbage we're listening to. We need to hear what they really are saying, (laughs) you know? And I want to find out what their hearts are on subjects that, to me, are biblically important. Does this make sense? So, you might remember, I, I spoke on this about a month ago, So what I'd like to send out to you is to save you from reading all roughly 115 pages of the two platforms. I took direct quotes so you can better understand what the two parties believe rather than hearing what they say on media and all the stuff with all the filters and all the other people. I have concluded... um, well, I'm sorry, in, in this part, I've included the context so that you can understand uh, their positions with great clarification. And I will email you this document. What I'd like you to do is just call our office, 813-831-5673. Speak to whomever who answers, it's fine. And ask them for this 10-page document. It's 10 pages, yes. And in this document, I took the various words and I did searches on the platforms. So as an example, I did a search on the word God. And then I wrote all the sentences or paragraphs that had to do with God in their platform. I then did faith and religion, those two words. And I did a search, and I give you all the paragraphs on faith and religion. The next one I did was abortion. And I gave you all 
of what they said on abortion. And then uh, the next one I did was Israel. And I gave you all the things that they said about Israel. And the next one I did was Christian. And I did, again, all the sentences and paragraphs on the word Christian. I'd like to send this out to you. I've highlighted those words so you can see them in the context of their sentence and in the context of their paragraph. And I believe this will give you the information you need to make an intelligent, biblical decision. I'm not going to tell you how to vote. <laughs> That's Look, voting is your God-given right. It is your God-given freedom. He has placed you in a country that allows you to vote. So vote, right? And it is your God-given responsibility. To much who has been given, much is expected. Now, one of the things I'd like to do is, again, I'd like to journey back to my subject of summarizing the appointed times and uh, realizing that both after the elections, no matter how it turns out, and after these holy days, we are commanded to rejoice, regardless of whether we like the turnout or not, regardless of what is going on in our life, or we are commanded in Scripture to rejoice. In fact, we are to rejoice not only in Sukkot, but throughout our year. This is what's going to speak to people who don't know the Lord. So, based on that fact that our life should be a mirror, the sequence of the fall feasts, and at the end we are to rejoice, let's look at one of my favorite scriptures, which is Philippians 4. Four through eight. Now, you have to understand, in this scripture, it not only commands you to re- rejoice, and it not only gives you the benefit of rejoicing, but it also tells you how to rejoice, which is very hard given circumstances that don't seem to be very joyful. But you know what? You're going to have to wait till next week for this. I've run out of time. Oh, my goodness. So we will discuss Philippians 4. Maybe we'll even look at the elections a little more. I mean, these are important times. Wouldn't you agree? So let me do this. Let me remind you that if you email me at rabbi at uh, heartofmessiah.org or you just call at 813-831-831. Five six seven three. I will get back to you. I'll send you the link for the isidewith.com elections, and I'll also send you my 10-page report on the platforms of the Democratic and Republican parties. These are direct quotes. This is not going to be my speaking. It's going to be theirs. So uh, this is an important election. I pray that this broadcast touched your heart and that we will talk again next week, right? As you grow in your desire to have a heart like the heart of Messiah, 
Let's close in a word of prayer. Abba, Father, teach us your ways so that our hearts would be hearts of flesh and not of stone. May our words and actions always reflect the heart of Messiah so that everyone who meets us will know that Yeshua is our Messiah and King. You are Messiah. Yeshua HaMashiach Lion of Judah The God of Israel